0: The idea here is to create a baseline that makes open source easier for people to use, makes it more attractive for people to use, and in the area of compliance, raises the bar of quality for all of the people who are involved in the commercial side of open source.
1: Welcome to OWASP 24-7, sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from the Nexus Community Project, supporting millions of open source developers worldwide.
0: My name is Shane Coughlin. Uh, I've been involved in open source for about 11 years now. I'm a a political scientist by trade, but somewhat by accident I've ended up working in the legal field of open source, particularly around governance and compliance. The project I run is called the Openchain project. This is a Linux Foundation project. It addresses the issue of how do we ensure that there's quality compliance programs throughout the global supply chain. The idea is to have an outline of key processes that indicate someone has thought through compliance. And by having these processes in place and confirmed, we can trust each other and therefore do more business together. When you say processes, Shane, does that mean
1: that this is... Automated validation? Is it a checklist? What
0: is it? We uh, ask that the process itself is named as existing. So, for example, I have a process to monitor inbound software. We don't dictate whether it's automated, whether it's manual review. Uh, What we do do is provide references of how processes can be accomplished. The reason that we don't specify the details of the process is because OpenChain is intended to suit companies of all sizes. A small company might use a simple checklist where a multinational would have automated tooling for review at a particular process point.
1: It reminded me when I first looked at it a lot like the OWASP top 10, where it is something that describes
0: what you should be doing. Yeah, I think it's, it's similar to, to that in concept. We are being prescriptive about saying that if you have processes here, 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 and here, it means that it's the key components of a quality compliance program. What we're trying to do is strike that magical balance between prescribing what needs to exist without mandating what precisely each process should be. That's again to allow the flexibility of companies of different sizes to create the appropriate content in the process for their market space.
1: I noticed that you had some very large companies associated with it on the board that's designing designing it. What's the process? It's, are you trying to become a standards body? What, where are you headed with this?
0: Well, we are trying to create a de facto standard at this juncture in time. And as as you can imagine, having this depth of experience and the scale of these companies, we're in a position to address a lot of the supply chain. And the goal is to create a de facto standard, and then down the line to look at perhaps making it an ISO standard or similar. What we don't want to do is to go into a formal standardization process too early. First, we want to make sure that our specification is easily adoptable across the market spaces and that it gains traction. So we do want the Openchain specification to become a standard. Our first step is to create a de facto standard, building out with the companies using it in practice. Later on, we'd be looking at making it a formal standard. We would be looking at using a standardization body like ISO for that rather than trying to become a new standardization body. But first things first, we want to ensure that the specification can be adopted by companies of all sizes and it gains real market traction.
1: You've cut a broad swath here when you use the term open source.
0: Well, in a nutshell, anything that meets the OSI definition of open source would sort of fall under the umbrella of the type of code and licenses we're interested in. So we're not looking at only copyleft or only permissive. We're looking at the full spectrum of open source type licenses. And we would want to keep carefully tracking what the community, as well as businesses, regard as open source. It
1: sounds as if the project is geared towards licensing and governance as opposed to the security of components.
0: That's correct. There has been some discussion about whether we might have a security subproject or add-on to the specification. At this juncture, we don't plan to. We're focused solely on compliance. That said, there is an overlap, and if you can identify the open source that's in your supply chain, simple measures like choosing to ensure that it's all at the current version It is an enormous step forward for security.
1: Where are you getting your database licensing information?
0: Well, we're not using any database because we're simply creating the specification. So it's at a higher level than the specifics of a database. But that said, there are projects in the Linux Foundation which are perfectly suited to create databases for individual enterprises or individual companies. For example, the fossology project is designed to scan for open source licenses. And you can utilize that to create your own unique uh, solution for scanning with database and so on.
1: Are you happy
0: with where you are now and how the process is working? We are. Very happy with the fundamentals. Uh, We're very happy with the content and how it flows. One of the important things is that in 2017, we went through the conformance process with 15 companies. And these companies ranged from very small to very large. And that provided us with the understanding that the fundamental approach is correct. We are embarking on a very large process of internationalization. We have the standard or the specification being translated into 10 languages. Eight languages are already complete. As we do that, we find that various phrases can be improved. So we're looking at tweaking the phrases to ensure that the meaning is clear, especially to non-native speakers. So in April next year, around then, you can probably expect a minor update to the specification, just clarifying some of the language items.
1: I'm interested in hearing about the self-certification process. I saw that you had companies who had gone through the self-certification. Talk me through that process a little.
0: We have a self-certification web app, and indeed, our recommendation is that people use self-certification uh, and they do so through the web app. It is, in essence, just a questionnaire. There are five different sections of the specification, and the questionnaire runs them the in individual parties through all of these five areas. Put simply, if someone can answer yes to all of the questions uh, on the web app, they are self-certified. Now, it's important, I think, to... Stress that self certification is based to some degree on trust that people will answer the questions correctly. And what comes up immediately after we say self certification is who checks this, you know, who, who audits this. And OpenChain Project itself does not audit the submissions for self certification. What we do as part of the spec is ask essentially that if someone is self certifying, If someone else asks to see the proof, to see what we call the artifacts, to see what the training program is, to see what the inbound policy is, they can do so. And the idea here is that market dynamics will provide a way for self-certification to be audited. In other words, your customers may ask you for the various compliance artifacts to confirm, yes, you do have a policy, you do have a process. The idea here is that we can have the self-certification as part of the project. We don't need to charge for it. We don't have overhead on it. But anyone who completes the self-certification inherently also collects the material they need to prove to their customers that they, they have done it correctly. They do have these policies and processes in place.
1: There's no structure in place to validate the information. Does that concern you? Is your team working on that? Yes, we're
0: in a sort of two-phase plan here. The first is self-certification, allowing mass market adoption, and essentially relying on the customers to choose to audit their suppliers, to choose to ask for the proof that yes, you do have these policies in place, you do have the process steps in place. Phase two is down the line. We think that some companies, let's say very large customers, might want third parties to double check their supply chain and we could call that verified certification. What we expect to happen over time is that third parties let's say specialized IT consultancies and so on will position themselves to confirm that various parties have completed the process accurately and an economic market space may grow there over time definitely a service-based solution will probably grow out and be requested by the market itself so in short today we start with the easy to get started and easy if you choose to double check that your suppliers have self-certified to the quality level you require and down the line if you as an enterprise want someone else to double check to verify it that will naturally evolve out of the market space encouraged by our project itself.
1: One of the top 10 things from OWASP is called A9. It's using components with known vulnerabilities. Is there anything in your standard that would align with A9?
0: At this juncture, we do not have a specific question regarding that. Um, I believe that our expectation is that companies would choose to have an additional question along such lines if they required it. But that said, we are looking at having add-on modules in the future. At the moment, OpenChain is focused only on compliance, so we don't have any security-related questions. Though we do expect that companies which would be using OpenChain may also have their individual security questionnaire. We have discussed about having add-on modules, let's say, for um, export uh, restrictions, for security, and so on. If we do proceed in the future in having, let's say, an add-on for security, it would naturally ask a question similar to the OWASP question 9. Do you have the latest versions? But I don't want to get the uh, cart ahead of the horse here. Our first task is to get the compliance issue solved. After that, we can look around and see what we can do or what collaboration we can do to tie things together for holistic solutions.
1: When I talk to you a year from now, Shane, on your roadmap, what do you hope to have accomplished by the end of 2018?
0: Our key goal for 2018 is to push Adoption of the open chain spec. So, what we expect to do in the next 12 months is to scale the community of conformance from 15 upwards to a multiple of that number. We don't have a specific endpoint for 2018. What we do have is a strategic plan. Our member companies will be working with and encouraging their suppliers to adopt the open chain spec. We have a lot of activity here in Asia, where I'm based, particularly with the Japanese multinationals. So we have companies like Toyota, Hitachi, and Sony are board members of our project. We're working closely with these companies to talk about how do we address the supply chain in Taiwan, in China, and that's where you can expect the greatest progress in 2018.
1: If you could leave the community a single message right now to help them get engaged and become involved in your project what would
0: it be this project is open for everyone we have a public mailing list and we have open work team calls twice a month to develop the specification to work on our messaging and to ensure that what we do is relevant to companies of all sizes in that spirit I think it would be a constant message that we want to have participation. We want people to come on board to provide their experience and their knowledge. This isn't just a project for very large companies. The idea here is to create a baseline that makes open source easier for people to use, makes it more attractive for people to use, and in the area of compliance, raises the bar of quality for all of the people who are involved in the commercial side of open source. The last thing I'd like to uh, raise today is probably that we've had fantastic interaction with nonprofit organizations and individuals in OpenChain. For example, the last version of our specification had over 100 individual contributors help us make it better. Some of these people are from corporations, but some are simply experienced in open source. And I think that that is why the specification is working, why we're seeing adoption, and why I'm very optimistic for the future. That balance of, let's say, addressing a commercial space, but doing so with a broad swathe of knowledge, experience, and type, is key to success in the open source community. And not only our project benefits from this, but many do. And the message I'd like to end on is that whatever the project is, wherever it's hosted, building out that type of community interaction is always critical for success. And we're very lucky to have had that. And we're very happy to share our experience and indeed our contributors with other projects addressing other interesting problems.
1: You have been listening to OWASP 24-7 with your host, Mark Miller, and music provided by the George Cole Quintet. With support from the Nexus Community Project, supporting millions of open source developers worldwide.